Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Well, if you have tried to buy a house in either B.C. or Toronto, then you know that this market has been way, way too hot, way too expensive for way too long. And it is coming down. But again, how did it get there? Well, billions, as we learn now, uh, has been laundered through real estate. And because in this country, you don't have to identify yourself when buying a house. We then get tens of thousands of numbered companies uh, that have really been able to corner the market and pay a whole lot of cash and a lot of it. And they can pick up the real estate, they can park their money, and they can beat you over and over and over again because you'll never, ever have access to the kind of money that we're talking about. So everyday people keep getting locked out while the money laundering continues on. And both the U.K. and U.S. have protocols in place to force people to um, put out their real identity. But it begs the question, what have we been doing here? What the hell have police and politicians been doing? They've seen this, and they must know that this has been going on because the guy who's been covering all the stories has been putting it out there for a little while now. And his name is Sam Cooper. He's our Global News National Investigative Journalist. And if you're not following him on Twitter, you should be at Scooper Cooper. Hello there, Sam Cooper. How are you? Hi, Alex. I'm great. Well, you seem to have been so far ahead of this. You've led all the coverage on this this laundering issue. But where has everyone else been? Like, what have uh, law enforcement and, and, and the politicians been doing? It's, it's a great question, and uh, I guess it's a learning experience for me. I've been learning that the well-informed police have known for decades about how powerful uh, really Asian-organized crime is in Canada. The U.S. Uh, uh, government investigations even we can read reports that say they're the most uh, powerful criminal threat in Canada. But there appear to have been blinders on it in British Columbia due to all the money that was flowing in from tycoons and uh, and casino money launderers. So I know that police, the people that understand uh, transnational organized crime, have said they understand that Vancouver, in their words, essentially, basically, it was it's been built on laundered money, and it's been happening for decades. Uh, the the casino money laundering was an open secret. To, to people in the know in police and government, but no one was doing anything to stop it. And I have some ideas about why, but I still don't have really firm answers. Which you will probably get because you are uh, leading the way on this. But, you know, I was really uh, interested in the report that was released in BC last week to read $200 billion over five years in Canada. I mean, this is money laundering is now running our, our economy. It's a significant portion, and uh, I wasn't surprised by the numbers that they found in British Columbia. I was actually surprised and, and very um, uh, happy that they, they got the scale down that I believed was there. Uh, I believed it, was, it had to be billions of dollars laundered in real estate per year. My research shows that probably back into the mid-90s is when this really started to ramp up, especially in British Columbia, 
And it just is the fact that uh, transnational organized crime that dominate the heroin and fentanyl trade in, in North America is being run out of China with connections to Hong Kong, Macau, mm-hmm. and Vancouver just became a hub for it. So I understood the numbers were massive, and we're learning, of course, that uh, it, it's a cross-Canada issue. Th- these crime networks are, are controlling Western Canada, but in Eastern Canada, Toronto, Montreal, Windsor, it is more the, well, it's absolutely Asian organized crime, but Middle Eastern organized crime is a powerful force along with the biker gangs that we all know about. Yeah, I was I was surprised that Alberta is the number one. I, I was a little surprised. I mean, Ontario came in second. B.C. came in third as far as money laundering numbers. But where is the will? Because the real estate market, as you well know, in B.C. And, and in Toronto has been exploding. And the government, both at the federal and provincial government level, put in provisions to cool it down. They must have, Sam, known that it was the money laundering that was driving the, the um, affordability up, No. Could they, have, could they have been in the dark that badly? As the lawyers like to say, I believe that uh, there are people that knew or should have known that large-scale real estate money laundering was going on because, uh, as we've said, there are key police uh, investigators, experts that knew and suspected this. They couldn't put an exact number on it, but they knew it was happening. And my investigations in British Columbia have shown that Absolutely. We can show that officials in the government knew about the scale of the money laundering coming in, especially through high-limit background tables, but they kept raising betting limits. They've even admitted and acknowledged they raised uh, these betting limits to bring in revenue. Mm -hmm. They don't acknowledge that they knew it was money laundering, but the documents show they were warned about it. So I believe we can clearly conclude there was willful blindness because it was revenue coming in. And I believe it's very easy to make the link between the casinos and the real estate, which is a much bigger uh, forum for money laundering. Well, sure, because if you go to a casino and you hear about that kind of stuff, it doesn't affect everybody. You kind of can turn a blind eye to it. But when you've got money laundering in luxury cars and real estate, that is having a really devastating effect on and now everyone's bottom line i mean you know if you've bought a house in either of these markets you have likely overpaid because of criminal behavior and in the uk and the united states they've got different protocols in place why have we not been um stricter about numbered companies and those who are buying the real estate that to me would be the easiest fix of of trying to filter this stuff out that's right and i i I believe it's a number of things. I mean, I've talked to the people in government and they say, we're trying to move the needle on this, but there's so many parties that we need to bring along. And if I if I have to take an honest guess, really, I think the most powerful party uh, are lawyers. The, the legal industry in Canada brings in a lot of fees in, in real estate. And uh, essentially, Canada is now sort of a privacy haven, a tax yeah. and money laundering jurisdiction. And uh, the lawyers are fighting being brought into those reporting requirements that, that they face in the UK or the United States. That's just a clear fact. Wow. Well, good work on you. You've been leading the way, and I appreciate you uh, joining us and uh, taking us through this. Sam, thanks so much. Thanks a lot, Alex. That is Sam Cooper. He is a Global News National investigative journalist. If you're not following him, he has literally been breaking these stories, leading the way, and has opened up everyone's eyes on all of this money laundering that is uh, literally emptying our pocketbooks.